The Chicago Popo Report. Paul Cialino is a licensed and board certified private investigator. He's the first and only expert in homicide investigation hired by 48 Hours and CBS News as an on-air personality. Lupe Aguirre. After completing law school, he became a founder principal of an Illinois family law and real estate firm. He honorably serves the citizens of Chicago as a police officer attorney. Together, they tell the stories of crimes committed in the Chicago area and the stories of men and women who serve and protect. This is the Chicago Popo Report. All right, people, you hear that noise, you know what time it is. It's Popo time. Paul Cialino, Lupe Acquired, WLS AM 890. What's going on, brother? Enjoying this nice Saturday night, Paul. Hey, man. Happy belated birthday. Glad to be here. Huh? Oh, thank you, Paul. You're looking good, brother. Don't look a day over 50. Another year, another dollar. (laughs) (laughs) Looking good. Best looking DJ in Chicago, ladies. Lupe Aguirre. Are we DJs? No, we're not DJs, right? <laughs> just noise DJs. makers. <laughs> I think we're hacks on, ra- on the radio and, I, and, on, and back at it. Just, nobody has listened to the show yet. That's why we're still here after <laughs> never, 18 months or so, right? I've been called a DJ. I've been called a hack, but never a DJ. <laughs> the DJ. Uh, what's going on in our lovely city? There's a lot going on. Uh, let's get uh, started with uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot. She's concerned or, as we call it in the biz, pissed off. Yeah, but them uh, Monday morning meetings haven't been too much fun lately, have they? Accountability Mondays accountability or Tuesdays Monday. or Wednesdays or Thursdays. I think every day is going to be accountability day. Oh, man, she's gnawing on that ass. Oh, <laughs> she didn't shoot each other out there. Oh, we're up 50% in homicide. Are you kidding me? This month? You know what, man? It, they have a theory. The Newsies have a theory. It warmed up, so they're out there shooting. Let me tell you, I've been out in that warm weather. Not too warm. They're just shooting because they can shoot. That's why they're shooting. I think they're blaming. Well, the uh, we didn't have a polar vortex this year. Last year we had that. Was it fifty below? No, it's kind of hard to hold onto a Glock fifty <laughs> below. Don't right? Work real well at fifty below either. No, your little hands are freezing about three seconds out in that wind, or a shank, or a knife, or anything. Yeah, no, you're shivering. You're. I mean, it's not very comfortable killing weather. So. No, it's not, man. They're in there playing, you know, the NBA game on Game Boy or whatever the hell they're doing. PS, what is it? PS3, PlayStation. Yeah, PS3. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> you have no time for shooting when that cold, cold weather's here. But now, lighten up the city. As long as it's above freezing, it's a good time to go out there and shoot, Paul. We, shooting uh, Shootings rose by 36% uh, this month. Uh, let's see. And uh, like I said, the homicides are up. And uh, Beck blames it on the warm weather. Uh, Lori Lightfoot, she's like, not so quick, okay? We're not just going to blame it on the weather, all right? <laughs> so. Well, listen, there were domestic murders. There was a triple homicide in the South Shore. So, you know, you think Charlie cares? <laughs> is, he, is he worried? Uh, e- even though he's interim, I, th- I think he generally does care. He wants to make a big impact here. Yeah, he'll just fire some more bosses. <laughs> right? it's, it's a, hey, Charlie, Charlie, not shy about going, ah, uh, you work at midnight shifts on the west side, Lieutenant. <laughs> right, right. On top of on top of uh, the uh, crime stats, a little bit high. Yeah, making some more moves. Yeah, yeah, a lot of moves, right? Command staff. Let's see a massive department restructuring. Yeah, we got a we got wind of that last week. Well, they're still doing it though, aren't they? Yeah. And they're moving everybody around. It's like a chessboard out there. Doesn't seem to be helping the shooting stats though. You can move all you want. You can move the 82nd Airborne over, okay? 
not going to help. Well, see, they want to, the restructuring has to do with uh, more boots on the ground where they're needed. Uh, let's see, right now you have, you have three areas, correct? Yeah, three areas, north, central, and uh, south. Yeah. Now we're going to have an additional two, and you're going to have uh, uh, more uh, detectives in the districts as opposed to just the areas. So they're going to respond to, uh, you know, whatever detectives respond to quickly. <laughs> they respond to lunch and dinner pretty good, okay, most of the time. <laughs> they're going to be they're going to be right there when you need them, all right, instead of giving to give them a call. Hey, what do you think about this? Uh, how does this play out? Can I get a felony on this guy or on this juvie? What, what do you think? They're going to be right there across the hallway. Just walk over there. What's uh, up, dude? I'm, I'm thinking the detectives are not going to love this new gig, okay? <laughs> they're going to be way too uh, closely supervised, which detectives usually become detectives because they don't like being supervised. Lone Rangers. Out there detecting. No time for this crime stuff. I, I come when it's all messed up. It's already crime damage has been done when I show up, my friend. One interesting uh, uh, bit of news concerning that. they, they uh, There was a commander. His name is Felipe Garcia. Uh, they, uh, let's see, he supposed to become the new commander of the South Chicago District. But a few people were upset or kind of uh, wondering why. Well, why did Felipe get that big promotion? Let's see. He was Mayor Rahm Emanuel's. Uh, let's see. He was on his detail uh, in his guard detail. He was yeah, a rank and file here, officer. Here, here. Let me let me say this right now. Anyone who was able to handle Rahm for any length of time beyond, let's say, three days, deserves to be promoted <laughs> for not killing him. So, so he was a rank and file officer, and then he just quickly jumped to commander of the security team. He skipped sergeant, skipped lieutenant, skipped captain. This guy is amazing. Funny how that happens in Chicago. I don't know what he did. There's a lot you know. of dudes that had career, big careers after they worked for uh, said mayor, any mayor, right? I mean, he made an impact. He was, uh, I guess, in, in former Emmanuel's eye, Ram Emmanuel's eyes. This guy, this guy's a star. Let's let's skip. My, my let's guess skip three is, ranks. My guess is he's shorter than Ram. That's why he got promoted. Ram liked the. He's the only guy shorter than him in Chicago. I don't know. I don't know. Flip about riding a bike? Is he a bicycle rider? Do we know? Is he going to be? Uh, Commuting on the old ten speed to work, mountain bike. I don't know. I don't know. But so he he was. Uh, let's see. Currently, the uh, commander of uh, no, he was a police department's liaison to the city city's office of uh, emergency management and communications OEMC, as uh, it's known. Yeah, uh, a command level post. So he was going to be the commander of the uh, South Shore District, and now he's. He got stuck back there, man. So I guess someone made a big deal about this. Someone's panties got in a bunch, big bunch, and uh, poor guy didn't get his uh, didn't get his uh, further promotion. Where's he at now? Do we know? In, in the, with o OEMC. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is, that's kind of a do nothing job, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know what he crime stance uh, on Monday morning. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> no problems. He ain't gonna be getting chewed on over the homicide rate. <laughs> you got to make sure the radios work when they're supposed to work. Other than that, I mean, we got more uh, more chiefs around the around the city. Well, they're going to take uh, on more responsibility. So it's, at the district level, it's usually the commander who uh, who's accountable. Right, has to um, has to go to these meetings and uh, take it from the bosses. Take the heat. Take the heat. The the Comstat meetings. Yeah. And now they're going to be joined by a, uh, a deputy chief. More people to get yelled at. Yeah. They're going to be getting yelled at this coming Monday, too.
<laughs> so it's going to be a year-round process. It's not going to take. It's not going to be overnight. It's uh, you're going to see a lot more bodies in uh, in these police districts, which means it's not going to be any parking spots. <laughs> That's right. It's going to be tough parking, isn't it? We're going to take over the neighborhoods, people. And you're going to see That's a lot of cops. Right. Right. Get them cars out of our within two blocks of the station. We don't want to see any civilian cars. So yeah, the uh, the meter maids, you know. Be careful who you put a ticket on, because there are going to be a lot of cop cars on city streets, uh, neighbor uh, in the uh, in the district this, by the district station. There you I've go. I've yet to see a meter maid working by a police station. <laughs> Is and that what they're still called, meter maids? Uh, that's what I'm calling them. <laughs> that's what we all know them as. <laughs> so yeah, folks, big changes. Hopefully, uh, it pays big dividends. Okay. Uh, we're set to take our first break, Paul. My nonviolent candidate for the Presidential Medal of Freedom, partner in crime. So buckle up. It's Saturday night. We are underway. More to come, including former top cop Gary McCarthy has a new side job. Hmm. He's now a bouncer for a cannabis company. And if you're looking to conceal your narcotics from the popo, there are less obvious containers and inside a pouch labeled bag full of drugs. Oh, Paul, the irony is so overwhelming. We will explain that and more when we return here on the big WLS AMA night. Yes. Ah, welcome back, Popo Nation, Lady Gaga, Lupe Choir, Paul Cialino, WSAM 890 Chicago. We're back with the Gaga. Huh? Like, like you like the Gaga, a little birthday music, right? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Big fan. I'm a fan. I like the Gaga. <laughs> I like her better when she's singing with Tony Bennett, I think. Tony Bennett, yeah. yeah. She was on that. She was on a tour with Tony Bennett for a while, right? Oh, a long time, man. She made, Tony Bennett taught her how to make money and not work too hard. She liked Tony. She started changing her image a little bit after that. Right. right with you know that. what I mean? I she, like everybody else, she grew up a little bit and got tired of all the crazy meat suits and everything else she was running around in. That was a good change. Like yeah, but she's no fun for us. No criminal activity. <laughs> no bad scandal we could On discuss. the criminal front, yeah, she's a little tame, yeah. yeah she, none of those criminal activity. We like them... Uh, you know, we like our celebrities to be involved in some bad taste, you know, crime. Because we get to talk about them, yeah. That's right. Talk about them forever. We will talk about you if you're a celebrity and you get in trouble. Well, what are we talking about now? I don't know. Facial recognition seems to be a big deal, huh? The civil liberty folks are hopping up and down, ticked off. They're mad. Because there's a company out there, right? It's a facial recognition company, and... uh They've been working with Chicago police, and these guys are grabbing photos, all your photos on social media and anywhere else you can find them, to the tune of like 50 million photos a day. Yeah, oh, I can't even imagine the kind of computer software they got to have to back that up. Is that Clearview or Clear Clearview AI? AI, artificial intelligence. Yes, that's right. And uh, and uh, <laughs> you know, lawsuits claims AI is acting out of pure greed and in violating Illinois law, which would be just about any company's ever done business with the state of Illinois, right? <laughs> Here, but I think this is a real big game changer for law enforcement uh, because all these images are going to be stored on these supercomputers using some um, really, really uh, like fast. Uh, Facial recognition right. software. Yeah. It better be fast because they got three billion pictures they're dealing with. Listen, right now you you commit a crime and your your picture happens to uh, get taken by uh, you know surveillance cam, surveillance footage. Unless there's a, I don't know, 
unless someone clearly recognizes you, you're just a picture. You're just a picture out there, okay? But with this, with with this AI technology and uh, and uh, facial recognition software, your image, you're the, because I'm sure that's not your only image out there. Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, you name it. I'm your picture's driver. out there somewhere on the internet, bro. Driver's license. Passports. I'm, I'm guessing these guys got access to all this stuff, right? Yeah, on non-public uh, databases, but on these, uh, you know, on the right. on these social net, social right. media uh, networks, your pictures out there. So, listen, if you commit a crime, people, sooner or later, that face is going to be recognized because yeah. of this software. And I think it's, I think it's a true game changer for uh, for law enforcement because, like I, what does it say? Fifty million images uh, get added every day. It's going to be incredible. By the uh, in five to ten years, it's it's going to be a whole a whole new world out there. Oh, absolutely! The technology only gets better, faster, bigger, and uh, civil liberty people are screaming about it because you know there's going to be mistakes made and wrong guys, women grab. But uh, overall, especially after they refine it and, and get their error rate down to minimum amount, whatever that yeah, acceptable yeah. number might be. But I mean, with three billion pictures and adding fifty million a day, man, there's a lot of room for mistakes out there and problems. Right now, let's say uh, hmm, they someone someone commits a crime and uh, the CPD has his uh, has a, has a picture, um, unless, a partial right, partial picture yeah. or yeah. or even a good picture, but yeah. unless someone recognizes who you are, it's kind of tough to uh, go and uh, go and swipe you up. For example, uh, some guy, some guy in the district up in Rogers Park, he, uh, let's see, he, he robs, he robs somebody. His picture gets snapped. And they're like, who is this guy? I happen to walk by the, uh, the nerd center, the SDSC room. I'm right. like, I recognize that knucklehead. I've arrested him. That's such and such. Found his name. Boom. Found out where he lives. Find out who his, uh, affiliates are or associates. Grabbed him up. But I mean, that's going to be unnecessary with AI. I don't want to tell you. Facial recognition software, because right. it's going to be, yeah, we yeah. know who this guy is. And, and, right, and, you know, and it's great stuff, because it, let's say they narrow it down to five guys. Now you start looking at records, addresses, right? Pulling the social media, because, you know, knuckleheads always brag about the crimes on social media now. That's the latest and greatest uh, yeah. move of theirs. But the uh, our boys are watching that social media stuff now. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, like I said, if you plan on committing a crime, people, uh, it's going to be <laughs> a matter of time before you're caught, all right? You're not going to get away. Not now. Well, it'll get abused like everything else in our fair city, but I, I think it's good technology. Yeah. It'll be uh, a valuable tool, especially after they refine it and get it down to uh, something that's manageable. But you're right. It, it's going to help solve crimes. They get a partial picture, a bad picture. Mm -hmm. uh, computer starts generating uh, uh possibilities then you start narrowing it down by geography i mean you know it's it's it is a game changer right right now the chinese are leading the world in this technology they have I'm, i mean um, <laughs> I the, are you kidding I, me i can tell you to pick it out a chinese guy out of a li lineup might be a little difficult without ai <laughs> not that they all look alike okay <laughs> <laughs> all right we're gonna move on from that one <laughs> 
Come on, man. At least, you know, at least we got some ethnic diversity in this city, all right? I mean, we got all kinds here, right? A little bit easier than you need a that. billion Chinese guys running around. You need that software to pick out uh, yeah, the Chinese criminal, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all, right. all right, Paul. Gary McCarthy is back in the news. Gary smoking pot? Is that what I'm hearing? Former <laughs> top cop. Is yeah. he partaking? He's got a side gig. He does have a side gig, doesn't he? Yeah. Are going to be jumping on that reefer madness wagon, my friend? Reefer bandwagon. Yes, yeah, that's, that's right. where the money's at, Paul. Well, our boys on the north side who got hit for 200 k not too long ago. And, and folks, this is cash business, so that's 200 k in cash, all right? Uh, they hired our boy Jerry to be their security consultant. I think it's uh, I think it was a bold move. <laughs> it's a little murky, okay? <laughs> uh, well, he doesn't really work for us. He's like, as we need him, works for us. And I, I think he they cut a deal. I'm guessing Jerry gets all the reefer he wants, and they get to pull his name out of the hat when they need to, like he's, after they get robbed a couple more times. He's got that consultant moniker. I mean, I want to be a consultant. I mean, on all my... Uh Descriptions on social media. I'm not a cop. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not uh, anything. I'm a law enforcement consultant. That's that's how I'm. It's because you're independently wealthy. You don't need to worry about all that marketing nonsense. I'm a consultant. consultant. It's nice to be a consultant. It's even nicer when you're a paid consultant. Oh, yeah. This is the murky part. And, you know, of course, some of the people were moaning and bitching about Jerry getting this gig. And, uh, you know, after he got fired and, you know, the whole Van Dyke mess and Laquan McDonald and... How dare he and a bunch of a bunch of stuff about nothing. This I don't is Chicago, see the big. I didn't friend. see the big deal in this. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. he lives in the neighborhood. He, uh, I mean, I always see him. Uh, <laughs> he's a River North guy, River right? North guy. Yeah. yeah, him and his uh, him and his kid uh, <laughs> pushing his stroller down the street. Pushing the stroller yeah. down the street. Exactly. Yeah. I see him at the Jewel. You know, yeah, got a young nanny maybe hanging out with him or anything like that. Because the wife's big big lawyer, right? Yeah, she's uh, she, she's a. Uh, She's not. She's kind of soft on the eyes too, though. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he's got a wandering eye. Nothing from Jerry, right? <laughs> well, Jerry did. Jerry did good when he came into town. Man, yes, he got he himself. Uh, got himself a young wife. Yeah. Uh, had a career. <laughs> now he's got a new career. That's right. You know? yeah. Cannabis consultant. Yeah, wife doing, stuff though. You got to be careful. I mean, it's, a, it's high maintenance. This guy's sometimes. doing well. He's got a couple, <laughs> two, three pensions. He's uh, sitting on. I'm he's, sure he's, he's got some. Very well, I'm sure he's got some other retirement funds. This guy, yeah, yeah cannabis consultant. Why not? Yeah. Well, Jerry's a man, Gary's a man about town now. <laughs> well, his, his new buddy Sam, who owns the building where Mocha is uh, open, you know, so Sam approached him and said, "Hey, hey, we got an opportunity, Jerry. Come on, yeah, help us out." Jerry went to a little community meeting, you know, and uh, predictably the community people were a little testy about the whole thing. We're going to continue this conversation on the other side, all right, Paul? Because I got a few more things to say about the uh, Canvas Consulting Company, all right? Uh, let's see. And after that, we're going to talk about some uh, local corruption. Uh, let's see. Our, our state representatives are begging the news. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. See you in a bit. I know you all wish you were in Jamaica, but unfortunately, we're in Chicago with the Popo Report on WLS AM 890. Lupe Choir. Paul Cialino. Hey, peeps, you can't listen to this thing live or on a repeat or something. This is what you need to do. Go to WLSAM.com. W-L-S-A-M. Five little letters. Dot com. Hit podcast. Hit the little drop-on box, right? Drop-down box. Hit Popo Report. 
You can listen to any Popo report you want, man. All right? All those shows. All that glorious stuff going on. That's our suggestion. Word. Right? Yeah. What were we talking about? So we were talking about the uh, Logan Square Dispensary mocha that uh, um, uh, McStash, he's he's, uh, he's consulting for. Uh And I wanted to get into, uh, they haven't solved that crime. So they got ripped off for about 200 cash uh, back in what, early January, right? Yeah, or, or, yeah, it was, it was right after they opened up. Yeah, so like two weeks, within two weeks, they get hit. So we, th- we we definitely know it's an inside job. They hacked their way in. Okay, but once you get through the front door, I'm sure they didn't have that cash just laying around in a in a cash register know, or in, or you know in a in a cabinet. I'm sure they, it was in a safe. But how did that guy get in that safe? Well, he torched it. He got in there with a torch, welding torch. Okay, uh-huh. and he he cut it open. And that's the only way you're really getting into a but site. you don't just learn how to do that on YouTube. I mean, uh, no. see, you, this you, is... You, there's skill involved because yeah. you're, de- you're dealing with a very dangerous tool, okay? I mean, you've got oxygen going into place and fire that hits like 1,600, 1,800 Do you have to degrees. bring in a big tank? <laughs> Damn yeah. Right. We can bring in a small tank, right? Cause, a but, small tank, but it's, yeah. But at least... Between it's not ten, a one-person job. Depending on how thick the safe is... You, is it? Potentially it could yeah. be, Okay. Probably not, though, because, well, you're cutting it. Here's the problem. What, yeah. What's money made out of? Uh, it's made out of cotton. Made out of paper, babe, okay? Which is cotton. You, you heat up paper, it burns. <laughs> so you got this torch cutting on that safe, and all all that time, that heat's building up inside of that safe, right? And no such thing as a fireproof safe. That fire gets hot enough to melt anything in there. Because if you're melting that steel, right. I mean, anything inside... It's probably going to go up in flames, right? Oh, yeah. So what you got to do is you got to be pouring water on that thing while you're cutting. Now, a, you can't cut and pour water That's at the a two-man job right that's there. Right. I mean, yeah. At least two guys, right? right? And you're on a time restriction, right? So they've circumvented the alarm system. Right. They got in there. They got in there. Right? But still, right, you're a little nervous because patrolman comes by, they see a light or whatever. And this place doesn't have windows, if I recall. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with the layout of the location yeah. uh, in Logan Square, but I mean, yeah, no one found out that it was broken into until yeah, until you. like it, when it was time for work, right at right. 8 a.m. or something. Well, everyone, well, they should have. No one's paying attention to the security system because it got shut down or disabled. Yeah, that should have been your first clue. Oh, might have a problem. And over nobody there. got warned. Maybe they were maybe they were just getting high on their own supply and didn't <laughs> didn't realize well, that they got broken into the night well, before, huh? And, and we know one thing: insurance company's not going to reimburse them over that loss. Man, they're eating at 200k, eating it. Yeah. That's. Tough, tough baby. Eat it, because insurance company is not going to reimburse you on a cash loss. Not going to happen, because you could give them any number, right? Right, exactly. And there's always a policy limit on cash losses, like like minimum of like twenty five hundred dollars or something. They'll get they'll get uh, they'll get money for the uh, for the safe for anything else. Yeah, but the, the cash, cash is gone. gone. The, the cash, cash is history. gone. Yeah, and I gotta tell you, kind of kind of criminal activity I like requires. Thinking and planning and, you know, a lot of nerve. And and if they haven't gotten caught, highly unlikely they will get caught at this point. They're, these guys are disciplined and they're smart. And they thought about this long and hard and, man, they pulled it off. Kind of like an Ocean's 9, Ocean's 11 kind of deal. <laughs> it was man. not an easy job. This is not like walking in and grabbing a cash register and running out the back door. This, this, you're on site. You get caught. Yeah, yeah. You're going yeah. down bad, right? Yeah. So, yeah. might have been three people involved. Might have had an outside guy, radios involved, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this, this was a nice job. 
My kind of heist, Paul. The Popo Report salutes you, gentlemen. Nice job on it. Just to put a bow on it for you guys, I looked it up for you. There are plenty of YouTube videos on how to break open a safe. Not only with the <laughs> okay. torch. Uh, listen Top to result is six ways to break open Bro, a safe. I'm going to tell you something. That's I, I, You could do that YouTube video. You get a good, thick safe. You ain't getting in that bad boy without a torch. Not happening. Unless you're a safe guy. Manufacturer, that sort of thing. You got the blueprints. Right, the you've the got third everything. video is opening safe with a torch. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you, that's how they all open it, all right? Everybody shows up with a torch or a big-ass industrial drill that weighs about 100 pounds. Chances are it wasn't their first safe. Or um, maybe it I'm was. Good. I don't These know. These guys generally practice, man, and they know what the safe is before they go in there. This was a former employee, security consultant, alarm guy, somebody who knew what he was doing. Some in, some inside information, definitely, definitely. Well, yeah, let's see what McCarthy can do. Let's see what he brings to the table. Let's see if they get uh, if they get robbed again. You think he's solving the crime <laughs> up in River North? He's, <laughs> he's going to solve that crime. He's got some bright ideas. This guy uh, uh, floating around in that mustache. Don't you worry. You know what the easiest solution is, don't you? What? Put a body in there all night. True. That's that's what you do. You put in a body. You and know? then, uh, and then worry about him stealing the money. <laughs> That's right. Then you got to worry about him stealing, which is almost always internal theft that gets you, right? Yeah. <laughs> maybe your maybe your idiot brother in law. Who, who knows? You know, you're going to deport him back to wherever he came from if anything goes missing. Here you go. Just make sure you have a hold of his uh, his uh, let's see passport. That's or, right. You uh, hang on to his, his papers, man. His papers. Right? Yeah. Los papeles. All right. Let's go to uh, some good old fashioned uh, corruption, state corruption. Well, it's pretty much a daily occurrence in this state, my friend. Uh, we are the number one corruption state of the in the United States, and the FBI has a whole unit of guys dedicated to Chicago politicians and, of course, state politicians as well. Yeah, well, this uh, ex-state representative Luis Arroyo, he pled not guilty. Our guy uh, Sandoval, he did plead guilty. <laughs> there's some strategy involved with both cases. Oh, yeah, there's some strategy. It's called... Uh, an, there's sentencing guidelines, okay? Mm -hmm. And part of the sentencing guidelines is taking responsibility for your crime, which gives you a, what they call a downward uh, level of your sentencing, right? So the, the sentencing thing is very convoluted and complicated. But if you say, hey, I'm pleading guilty. I'm not going to make the government try me. I'm not going to make them spend any money. You get points for that. Yeah, that's which, what Sandoval, that's what I guess Sandoval is trying to do, right? Minimizes your time, right? right? And plus, what's the other big problem? Hey, you in that federal courthouse, get the checkbook out because nothing goes on over there that's cheap. Right. You're going to be spending anywhere from a hundred to a couple million dollars on your defense. So you cut your losses. You know, maybe you get a nice sentence a year or less, 14 months. You know, you go work out, you lose a little weight. It's a, it's a good break from all the pressures of, uh, stealing and hey. being busy. Pay some restitution. Uh, <laughs> They're going to pay no restitution because these guys are always broke when they get arrested. But Arroyo, he, he's pleading not guilty. Uh, what's the strategy in that? Well, he maybe he doesn't think they have a great case against him. And or uh, he hasn't had time to uh, pay the proper attorneys. And he's got, like, no plan right now. So you always go in and you plead not guilty initially. doesn't mean you're not going to eventually plead guilty. Uh, U.S. Attorney mm -hmm. has a good idea what you're probably going to do, and they don't—they're used to hearing not guilty. So you don't get any point. Listen, as long as you, at some point, you plead guilty, take responsibility for your actions, that's going to be a downward departure on, on points. So it's helpful. You could plead guilty at any time to stop it, and that 
saves you a little, it'll save you some time. There you go. There you go. Paul Celino broke it down. All right. One more one more breakdown. We've got Alderman, uh, the Chicago Alderman Edward Burke. Uh, I guess his trial won't happen until mid-2021. That's a long time. People, Will he we, still be alive? We've been telling you folks that this thing is not going to trial anytime soon. And I don't, don't bet on it happening in 2021. And Eddie has got the money to spend on lawyers. And they're on the big delay. And Eddie's an old guy, right? He's really old. So, you know, he's day-to-day these days. All the pressure and the heat and the stress. I mean, Definitely day-to-day, yeah. Yes. So uh, the longer he delays us, the better for him. Because they've, they, and they're screaming that the discovery, which folks for you, you who are uninformed, discovery is simple, simply the evidence they have against you. And in Eddie's case, they have hundreds and hundreds of recordings, which means what, Loop? Somebody's going to sit down and listen to all them recordings, take notes, listen to them again, then start dissecting them, then compare them to the FBI 302 reports, et cetera, et cetera. Man, it is labor intensive. And when you're paying five, six, seven hundred bucks an hour for mm-hmm. two or three dudes to read that, that, that bill is just cranking over there. So they're saying, hey, we need time. And, and the judge apparently knows how much discovery they got to look at. And he's going, I'm going to give it to you <laughs> because you do need time. I think you're right about that. All right, Paul, we're going to take another break. When we come back, the coronavirus has hit uh, a Joliet Walmart. We'll explain, all right? You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. Uh, welcome back, Chicago. Hip, hip uncles, Lupe and Paul. We're back. WLS AM 890. Man, we are so hip, I can't stand it. Listen to that music. You like that music? You picked it out. You should like it. Did you pick it out? It's my... <laughs> it's, it's, it. uh, it's, uh... Yeah, I like it. No, <laughs> no, is it like yoga stuff? That's no, yoga? No, 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 yoga. It's too fast-paced for yoga? Just sit down, relax. Music. Just, just, just too hip for yoga, right? Sit down, relax. We're here at the uh, birthday party? Have a drink. <laughs> Everything's low key. <laughs> no, we're not going to hear that the birthday party, though. No. <laughs> no. no stripper stories from me. Ah, well, folks, we're going down to Florida for the next story, okay? Little tease. We, we, we'd like to save these for last, but this one's so moronic, we couldn't help ourselves. It's moronic, but it, it involves it involves some uh, constitutional issues. Okay, we've got the plain view exception at work here. We've got the Fourth Amendment. I mean, there's a lot at play here, Paul. So funny guy, man. This is funny and educational. <laughs> yes, you all are. All wrapped yes, up in one. Yes, yes. So what's and going handsome, on? And handsome. But what are our geniuses in Florida do, Loop? A little narcotic case. Okay, it was, uh, you know, a simple, uh, the cops pull this guy over, you know. And- You're going to love this dude. <laughs> They start searching the vehicle because something suspicious uh, is afoot. And then they, in plain view, see a bag that, you know, label. It's got a label, right? Bag full of drugs. There ah. you go. That's, that's my Florida people at their finest. Yeah. Here, Popo, here, we're not going to make you look hard for the drugs. We're going to just label it and lay it on the back seat for you. And put it in plain view, Paul. Okay? That's right. All right. And what are our, what are our, you know, here we go. Dude named Ian. Okay. This, this is part of the problem right here. All right. My mother and daddy did him no favors. Ian thinks he's smarter than everybody else. But what do they do with labeling them drugs? What do you have? Uh, what set of drugs were in that bag, Loop? See, a little yayo. Oh, yayo. Known as cocaine. <laughs> a little ecstasy. What's that for? 
party time, right? Have a good time, man. Yes, it's yes. like it's, it's a birthday drug. Uh, <laughs> a little meth. There we go. all love to have, you know. And that's a birthday drug, meth. my friend, oh, okay? My <laughs> Fentanyl. Uh, that's not good, right? That, Fentanyl's get you a little something. dangerous. You gotta, yes, you gotta, it is. You gotta, know, you gotta know your proportions, yeah. And then our, our least... But our favorite, uh, little GHB. Yeah, also known as the day rate drug. drug. Yes, we yeah. go, Ian. I Ian is in the running. He's a, he's a peach, this one, isn't he? Can't have a party unless you got some GHB. <laughs> That's right. And let me tell you, this is not a small amount of narcotics. Uh, oh, oh, uh, put this down at about 117K worth of drugs in the car. Labeled nicely for them. I bet they were all wrapped up nice with, the, you know. They didn't even have to field test them. They just, oh, here we go. Here's a little math. A little yayo, <laughs> recognizable. Yeah, narcotics. Why not? Well, These freaking guys. Yeah, making it easy for the popo. Oh, That's how we like did. it. And you know what? You're gonna find this hard to believe, folks. Ian was uh, had been on probation previously for grand theft for stealing fifteen hundred dollars from Cole's department store, where he worked as an assistant manager at another inside job. Yeah. You think you've been working at the marijuana joint up in Chicago? <laughs> No, probably, probably no. put in his uh, put in his application. I, I, Ian, Ian would have put this one on Facebook if you hit the you know marijuana store. <laughs> yeah, Ian, thank you, thank you for uh, brightening up our evening. Thank you, Florida, making uh making a splash in our first hour. All oh, right, that works, man. That works <laughs> for me. All right, back back to the mundane and normal in Chicago. Where what do we got now? We're going to the northwest side. Uh this is a sad story. It happens, Paul. And, um, <laughs> this is not good, all right? <laughs> even even a fire guy gets shot every now and then, all right? right that's, but that's a nice wound, because that fire guy, he's he going to be off work for a while <laughs> and getting paid. 36-year-old Chicago firefighter. Yeah, he's recovering. Uh, he got shot early last week. At, it was just a flesh wound. What's the big deal, That's the best man? kind of get it. Hey, <laughs> hey, the doc the doc was very specific about this flesh wound. Doctor, I, here we go. Men with hyphenated names always make me nervous. Dr. Juan Santiago slash Gonzalez. <laughs> a trauma surgeon at uh, the hospital where our, our fireman was treated. He says, listen, he's in fair condition. Uh, you know, it's not bad. He's going to do a little physical therapy. He's going to heal up a little bit. In fact, to work in about seven weeks or so. Pretty specific diagnosis yeah. there. Yeah. Juan, Juan must moonlight as a workman's comp doc, too. <laughs> <laughs> He's got it down to a science. Hey, if you think you're taking a year off with this little silly wound, my friend, not happening. I'm going to have a press conference, let everyone know when you should be back to work. But, hey, uh, we just, fireman getting shot, responding to a call. Not, not nice. Not fun. No, 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 no. <laughs> Gangs, gangsters. The firemen don't arrest you. They generally won't narc you out to the police because a lot of them have little black hearts themselves. They they find your crimes amusing for the most part, unless a baby gets killed or something along those lines, right? And it wasn't like they they uh, they walked into a domestic or a shooting incident. It was a car on fire. The they car just, on fire. They, they just showed up. They put the fire out. I mean, you're probably in the middle of dinner. The alarm goes out. They're going, "Damn, car fire!" I mean, you know, send send a send a battalion chief out there with a fire extinguisher. We don't have to go, but right. they rolled. Right, right. It wasn't a medical emergency, and no. uh, you know, we did, they didn't have to wait for uh, CPD to uh, make sure the uh, coast is clear and they're safe to come in. <laughs> they just came in, started dousing this uh, flame with water, and boom, he gets shot out of the blue. But I don't think he was targeted. It was just, I, yeah, I don't think so either. I think it was a. Uh, 
Uh, X and O, right? Just <laughs> great marksmanship on the part of the gangster shooting in the area. Yeah, so he'll be all right, folks. All right. He's good to go. Let's go over to Joliet. Joliet Walmart. Yeah. That could almost qualify as a Florida story. It could only happen. Well, it could definitely happened in Florida and definitely in Walmart. I wouldn't expect this in an, any other uh, grocery store. What well, not I, grocery store, I, but just a big, big yeah. store. What did our genius do out there in Joliet at Walmart, Loop? See, I'm thinking this genius is a for, is a former employee, a bit disgruntled. Something set him off. This was he didn't just wake up and I'm going to go down to the local Walmart in Joliet and uh, just uh, you know uh, lie about having the coronavirus and spraying whatever he's spraying on the produce. How did our boy lie about that virus? He had a sign on his back, didn't he? <laughs> right. Hey, I got the virus. Caution. And, and a bo- big bottle of Lysol in his hand. So what's he doing? I mean, it's gonna, it's, it's definitely gonna cause some, uh, some mayhem, you know, in that I'm, in that Walmart. You know, let me make a bold prediction, Dad. About ninety-seven percent of the people walking in Walmart is are not going to be able to read that sign. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> they got their own problems. But uh, according to Walmart, what they think the with that sign they just read Corona. They're like this guy's this guy's giving away beer. Yeah, what? that's right. You got the Corona beer out got there the, in the parking lot. Maybe at half price. Sa- are you giving samples out? That's, or even if it, if conversation got that far, of course he's spraying Lysol on all the produce, which uh, Walmart says seventy three hundred dollars worth of produce gets wiped out, and uh, cleaning cleanup cost was twenty four hundred dollars. Uh, our boy goes to jail. Joliet, courtesy of Joliet Popo. Who, by the way, have no sense of humor in general. Okay, so you don't, you don't want to fool with those boys out there because they will tune you up, man. This guy weaponized fear. I mean, everyone's concerned about the coronavirus. I mean, China, Ch- China's on on lockdown. Uh, Chinatown, nobody can walk into Chinatown over here because they don't want. <laughs> they're thinking someone in Chinatown is going to have the virus. So I'm not going to go shop, eat in Chinatown. I mean, it's it is really <laughs> a big health concern. And this guy, he weaponized it with a Lysol spray. He probably should have done it at Neiman Marcus, though. But he probably got more play. Because Neiman Marcus customers generally are far better educated and you know can pronounce that word and read it and understand it. <laughs> so yeah, a little uh, spreading fear out there in Joliet. All right, Pop, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got that new t- new Trier grad in the news again. I wonder what happened to him. All right, good been, stuff. Good news. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AMA ninety. See you in a bit. Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people of Chicago. And the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is the Chicago Popo Report. Uh, welcome back, Popo Nation. Lupe Aguirre and Paul Ceiling on WLS AM 890 Chicago. And hey, <laughs> folks, one of our favorite segments, one of yours, Jag Off of the Week. This guy's a contender for Jag Off of the Year. Yeah, this next guy. He well, probably won't make Jag Off of the Year, but definitely he's he's hot for Jag Off of the Week. He's uh, making his second appearance on the Chicago Popo Report. Bernard Cush, 29, at the ripe old age of 29. Man, <laughs> two appearances on the Popo Report? Uh, wow. Well, folks, in case you forget who Bernard is, and it's easy to do in this city with all the uh, things that are going on every day, Bernard is a guy who spit in the young tack cop's face and then got promptly body slammed because our tech guy is an MMA guy and actually is in shape. One of the very few people in uh, Chicago Police Department who looks like he can handle himself <laughs> anywhere, and he can. 
Because uh, he body slammed our boy Bernard on the curb and knocked him out cold. And everyone got their panties in a bunch. And, uh, you know, even the story says uh, the guy who allegedly spit on the officer. Let me tell you something. I've seen the videotape. He did, yeah. There's, There's no, no doubt allegedly about it. About it. No, he spit no in this dude's it. face. And Uncle Paulie's mind got exactly what he deserved. Everybody was feeling sorry for this guy who got body slammed. Not uh, me. You know. <laughs> Not me. Uh, let's see. Someone put up. Someone put up his uh, his bail money Jesse, or bond money. Jesse, our boy right? Jesse Jackson trying to remain relevant, but he's at it again. Yes, he is. And what, what did our boy Bernard do this time? Bernard couldn't couldn't the good good stuff just. He couldn't handle it, could he? No, he couldn't get his act together, so he was arrested again, uh, this time for hitting a Jewel Osco manager. This is shocking that he would react like this after being caught shoplifting while out on bond. I mean, he was, I guess he was incensed because uh, the Jewel Osco manager didn't let him walk out of the uh, Jewel with uh, some tequila and a bouquet of flowers. Uh, mind you, not paying for it. <laughs> I get it, I get it. I would like to walk out of Jewel and not have to pay for that tequila. Yeah, that's right. Thirty-five bucks a bottle, folks. It expensive bad habit. And Bernard uh, clearly didn't have thirty-five dollars, so he's just saying, "Hey, you know what? This is your gift to me, my friend." My friend, yeah. And yeah. my gift to you is, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna lay one on you. So he got charged with an egg bat and retail theft. All right, which will no doubt be pled down at some point. But the judge whacked him with a hundred thousand dollar bond, which means he needs ten grand to walk. And she said, "Listen, uh, you know what?" Bernard, you can't seem to stay out of trouble. Yeah. So we're going to put you somewhere where you can't get in too much trouble. We'll get you some mental health, uh, you know, uh, help in jail because they have that there, right? Listen, uh, well, he's been reported to be a paranoid schizophrenic, which is about as bad as it gets if you have a mental health problem. I'm sympathetic to his mental health issues. Right. I'm not sympathetic to his activities. It doesn't no. give you a license to be a lunatic. And I hope he gets treatment, and I hope they can straighten him out. But my guess is Bernard is like many of the mentally ill walking around this city. He don't want help, and he's going to get it forced on him. And in the minute he's free of uh, restraints, like the system, he's going to quit taking his meds and be back to acting goofy and crazy. And this will be a reoccurring story probably throughout the tenure of this show in the next several. Without a doubt. All right. Our next guy, uh, our former candidate of uh, Drag Off of the Week. And uh, he's probably going to be in the running this week, too. <laughs> Robert Gordowski, our boy from uh, up there on the North Shore, the Tony area, the North Shore, New Trier graduate. And uh, no doubt ripped off a relative for several million dollars and got caught. So this is, yeah, Paul Cialino, this is his, um, he's speculating that uh, victim A is who? Probably, most likely, uh, a relative, I'm somebody close and dear I'm to him. I'm guessing whatever relative sits on that big, fat checkbook up there on the North Shore and gave him all these millions of dollars, he talked talked them out of that dough. You know, we're going to get rich. I got a gambling idea. I got this idea. I got stock investments. What he what he had was a very expensive taste, $2,500 tennis shoes. Who doesn't have $2,500 <laughs> tennis shoes, Paul? Come on. Not, not I, I, my friend. I support him all the time. I know you do, Lope. You're, you're kind of hip guy, though. You're, you're very hip. We all have high-end taste, Paul. I, I'm very yeah, sympathetic. We, we I'm, very sympathetic. I'm very sympathetic to this guy. Okay? Uh, yeah, I'm sympathetic, too. I, I By the way, he pleads guilty in federal court to the $10 million scheme. And which is a smart move because he's going to minimize his damage as well. And I'm sure the victim who they refuse to identify, which almost always 
means it's a relative who doesn't wish to be identified. Paul says it's dear old Granny. I'm thinking Granny got scared. But Granny's got a lot of dough. Ten million. I'm not sure, going to change the lifestyle. I'm sure ten million. If it is Granny or whoever whoever invested ten million, it's probably a drop in the bucket. And for some reason, uh, had a. Uh, I don't know. I had high hopes for high hopes for this guy and wanted to, you know, just see his ideas uh, flourish and just went with it, right? You know, Robert is the type of lazy jagoff that comes along every so often and finds some chump to give him a lot of money so he could have a good time. Yeah. And it worked for a while, but I'm going to tell you, uh, when he goes to, he hits that yard in Duluth, Minnesota in January with eight feet of snow in the yard and he's freezing his little cookies off, he's going to be wishing maybe this was not a good idea. So Victor May was a good mark. He had a great story. Yep. He had a convincing story. Well, it wasn't even a great story. We're, we're going to get rich gambling. I got great, get rich. I'm going to get rich. I'm going to have a good time. You're going to get even more. You're going to get more money. I mean, what's 10 million to you, right? What's the loss? We're going to get really rich now because I'm so smart. Yeah. Not so smart. He got smart, uh, you know, trading while he was uh, in math class in high school on his dad's, uh, you know, uh, let's see. Uh, Pretend account. account. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, listen, his problem starts like all mopey jagoffs. He decided he wanted to be famous and rich and well-known. So he does a big article with USA Today. And what that does, of course, is get the attention of the authorities because they do read the newspapers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And someone read it and said, hmm, this sounds like BS to me. And they start looking, and lo and behold, of course, it's all BS. Like you and I, Paul, I mean, we, you know, you, you got to earn it. You get that fame, you get that attention, you got to earn it. You and I have been earning it for a long time. I'm going to say, Granny, if you want to give anyone else $953,000 for investment purposes, Paul and Lupe are open for business. And, and we will legitimately invest your money <laughs> your, <laughs> for uh, half. Your return on investment will be, I, I guess, Upwards of 50%? What do you think? Uh, we're not going to... No, no. We're, we're not getting indicted, my friend. We're going to be at least 3 or 4%, okay? 3 or 4%. <laughs> yes. In line yes. with anything else. That's right? right. Anything over that's going to be a big bonus. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, he, he pled guilty. He'll be... But the judge comes out really way out their sentencing date, like April or May. Right. Right? But why is he walking around for four more months? I don't know. He's got some. I, he's got I, some I, affairs to take care of. So, I mean, he's got to get his act together. Sentencing date of like February twentieth. Okay, you got two weeks to get your act together, and you're going inside, my friend. Bye bye. He's got a lot of a lot, a lot to you know. Who sends a tie up? I'm think sure. About it. You probably got some medical issues now that have cropped up, and you know, probably. Gamblers Anonymous or some other nonsense. He's going to try and minimize his damage. Okay. Probably, probably. All right, Paul. This is your favorite. Uh, a grinder story. All right. We love grinder, man. <laughs> dating app grinder. The dating app grinder. So you know where where your casual uh, sexual encounters uh, usually happen. You get that anonymous sex thing going. All I can say is I'm glad Grinder wasn't around when I was in my 20s. Now, or, no, no, or, else still, or else why? We talk about it a lot. I'm still not quite sure what Grinder is, okay? You would have been grinding away heavily. I would have been an active participant on some level, you okay? Been, you would have been in so much trouble. Oh, yeah, I would definitely Grindr been, was around when uh, you were bro, I'd have been jag off of the week for sure, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so David Johnson, twenty year old, uh, he's using that grinder app to uh, lure some uh, unsuspecting dates. I got to tell you, not not a great plan because your pictures on Grinder, your telephone, your contact information, and all kinds of other It'll stuff. Be right, bound to catch up to you. Okay? Not, not hard to get caught. And uh, Davian, 
spelled D-A-V-I-O-N, Johnson, 20. Uh, not the brightest. Davion, there you go. Not, not the brightest of uh, gangsters out there, is he? <laughs> no, he's, uh, let's see, he's uh, at least five under his belt, right? In down, Chicago downtown area. <laughs> well, you know, and he was not too bad because he only, he'd get you in a hotel room and then display a stun gun. Turn on that little crackling electronic 15,000 volt machine and go, give me your money, yeah. give me your watch. It's going to hurt. Or, or this is going to hurt. <laughs> and everybody complied, didn't they? <laughs> so, Davion, you got caught, all right? Time to uh, think of something better. By, by the way, gangsters, video surveillance in every hotel in Chicago, okay? Yeah. You walk in that hotel, yeah. your, your picture's going to be on some camera. That's the worst, that's, that's one of the worst places <laughs> yes. to commit a crime in, all right? Yeah. <laughs> hotel Hotel's not a good idea. No, no. No, because, you know, why? Cameras. We got witnesses and guests, right? <laughs> well said. All right, Paul, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we've got some subway crime news. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. 890. Ah, we're back. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Sealing on WLS AM 890 Chicago. Here we go. Huh? Look, look dicey in the subways this week in the L, huh? I don't know, Paul. It's kind of hard to earn a living now on the subway. I mean, people got people stabbing you. It's rough, bro. Shooting you it's because they don't business out there, man, in the street. They don't appreciate your street performance. You know the vocals, the uh, you know whatever the uh, guitar playing. It's Come so on, bad. we got chick stabbing dudes out there, right? No, <laughs> pretty tough when the chick cuts you, and it's not your girlfriend or wife or significant other. And this, this is just a disgruntled music fan. This is in the afternoon, you know. <laughs> Early just, afternoon. I, I'm guessing she didn't like the song he was playing on the guitar. Just put her right over the edge. <laughs> yeah, she just uh, flipped out on this guy. 26-year-old uh, street performer, guitar player. Eh, he'll be all right, though. Hey, set up a GoFundMe <laughs> page and take care of that little cut. Everybody's got a GoFundMe That's page, right. Paul, he, he needs two grand. No, I got to tell you, even if they ship them off to Northwestern, I don't think you're going to get charged two grand for a couple stitches. Uh, what do you think? Northwestern. <laughs> yeah, eh, probably, they probably ship, ship this butt to uh, the county. Stroger. Probably, yeah. You got insurance or no? Off to the county for you. Stroger. Well, he needs two grand because maybe he can't play the guitar for a while, right? And he's missing well, all he them donations. he busted the guitar. I think that's for the guitar. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it, okay? Ah, that's yeah. it. That's what happened, okay? That's right. That's oh. right. The guitar and the amplifier got damaged. It must have been a hell of an attack. Man, are you kidding me, man? We got some more fun on the blue line, too, near uh, the UIC Halsted Station. This wasn't uh, nothing to laugh about, though. Because <laughs> this this guy got marked and he got shot as he was uh, stepping out stepping out of the train. I'll tell you what that that's been always been a dicey spot in a good neighborhood, right? I mean, there's, there's always been some action over there in that at L stop. Yeah, yeah, that blue line. I mean, yep. it's the UIC area near West Loop. Uh, right. I mean, it's gotten a whole lot better. But listen, people, situational awareness. I mean. Look around. Who's sitting around you? I mean, who's got some suspicious beady eyes? You know, and then just. Well, there's a little confrontation prior to the shooting, right? Keep your guard. Hey, yeah, yeah John and each other, and something. the gunman uh, shot him and took his backpack. Maybe so, it had, you know, many drugs in my backpack marked on it or something, right? Bag full of drugs. Can I have your bag full of drugs in your backpack? No, no you no. can't have it. Yeah, well, I'm taking it. Boom, boom, boom. It wasn't a random act, according to Chicago police. Chief no. Patrol Fred Waller says it appears to be a robbery related at this time. Boy, Fred, good thing you're a chief. <laughs> He's got all the answers right. Listen, That's people, a bunch of surveillance cameras. This guy's this guy's picture was snapped. Uh, that AI is working on it. 
We will ha- we'll have this case solved in no time. We didn't catch him yet, though, did we? No, not yet. But it's coming. I'm yeah. telling you. Should be too hard to catch. 6364. Six, Facial recognition. That'll eliminate about 98% of the population. Artificial intelligence, Paul. It's common go. game changer, all right? right? Well, they haven't gained, changed that game yet. And now, well, then we got a teenager robbing people on the red line. Red line. <laughs> Boy, mm. a lot of robbing, shooting, and stabbing going on in our fair city loop. Oh, my God. Uh, what's going on out there? Well, Is everybody guy, unhappy? 18-year-old Thomas Collins. Was he a Irish lad? Doubtful. <laughs> Doubtful. Tom, you think you think his his parents had a sense of humor? Let's name this guy Tom Collins I'm, after our favorite drink. That's right. Mama might have liked him Tom Collins back in the day, right? <laughs> so, yeah, he's robbing 14 and 16-year-olds. What a bastard. Hey, over there, 27th in California doing it. You only got a block to go before he goes to jail. So that's, that's convenient for everybody concerned. Right? That's helpful. Yeah. Why not? Be careful, folks. These these bad guys come in all shapes and sizes. Yes, all right? they do, and they will stab you, shoot you, rob you in a millisecond out there. Without giving it a second thought. In spite of the 80 million cameras on the CTA-related properties, right? Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, no one's, look, no one's actively looking at those cameras, all right? This is after the fact, all right? So be yeah. careful. Well, our next story, I would we would make this guy a candidate for Jag off of the week, but I'm afraid if he gets out of jail, he might kill either one of us or both of us just because, yeah, he's been known to do that sort of thing. Member of the Satan, Satan a, Disciples. A reputed member of the Satan Disciples. I saw his picture. Uh, I'm, I'm going to make a hard guess here. It, nothing about, it, it, he's not reputed. He He's a hardcore member, bro. <laughs> he's a bad man. All right. And he's a bad man in jail where there's a whole bunch of bad men at. I wouldn't be, want to be caught in the same cell with this guy, right? Uh, no, because he beat to death a 19-year-old named Pedro Ruiz, who's a reputed member of Almighty Saints. A rival gang. A street. rival gang. <laughs> Who makes that mistake? How do you stick two gangbangers, uh, rival gangbangers, in the same cell? Bro, is that their sense? Is that a like sense of humor kind of thing? I want to tell you something, the, man. The jail that, officials. That is a huge mistake because they usually house you with your own gang. Absolutely, just yeah. for that very reason. Yeah, yeah, you avoid these sort of situations. We've all seen these movies. We've all seen, you know, American Me. We know what's going on. So I'm guessing said victim gave some guard some trouble, and he goes, "Yeah." Yeah, well, we're going to see, because I got a new roommate for you. And guess what? He's not the shy retiring type. And he promptly beat the dude to death. I showed him, huh? I bet Tom Dart has got all kinds of internal investigators running around on this one over at the jail. (laughs) All right, this one is going to be, well, he's charged with murder. It's going to end badly. I don't think he cares. He's never getting out of jail, this this, this hero. On a final note, what do you think about Ryan, the sheriff's spokesman who said... Uh, who noted that inmate-on-inmate killings in jail are exceedingly rare, with the last one occurring more than five years ago. Well, let me that, tell you, it's what? not as dangerous as people would lead you to believe, okay? If you're a gang member, you generally got protection in jail. And generally, you're not going to get killed. Stick unless with your you, own kind. Unless that's you, right. You stick with your own kind, your own people, and... And if you get killed, it's usually a disciplinary matter, i.e. you narc somebody out or stole somebody's drugs or didn't pay somebody. Right. Right? Um, and it homicides are rare at 26 in California jail at the Department of Corrections there. And they're they're fairly rare in the Department of Corrections statewide here. You don't hear of a lot of prison killings, one or two a year maybe. Now, go down to Alabama or Mississippi, and they're killing them by the dozen down there. Them prisons are out of control and run by the inmates, my friend. Up mm. here, we got a little bit better control up here. 
It's a little more civilized up here, right? Well, live and let live, because why? Everybody don't like being locked down. A state fillers, a killing or a bad stabbing, man, they locked down the whole population, which is about 10,000 people. And nobody likes sitting in their cell 23 hours a day getting all your meals there. You can't sell dope. You can't. You can't have sex with your girlfriend. I mean, there's all kinds of bad things happening when you're locked down. A real bummer. And the gang leaders do not like lockdown, mm-hmm. right? So it diminishes every, their profit. Everyone, that's right. Mm-hmm. Everybody stays in line because they don't want to get disciplined for being the cause of getting locked down. So they watch themselves. They're pretty careful in the Illinois Department of Corrections in Cook County Jail. And Cook County Jail is probably uh, population wise in the top three in the state. Here you go, Paul Cialino, giving props to the Cook County Jail System. <laughs> it's run about as well as it could be run. Mm-hmm. Fairly scandal-free over there throughout the years. Well, we got a story out of California. The former DA uh, has been accused of not running a kosher, you know, uh, DA's office down there. Because we've got, let's see, who uh, the current DA, he cleared Grant Robichaud and Sarisa Riley, a couple who liked the little... Uh, a little swinging, but are accused of a whole lot more. Oh, man, they, they accuse these people of all kinds of high crimes and misdemeanors, like a thousand sex crimes yeah. they accused them of. I mean, ruin their lives, uh, ruin yeah. Guy's a doctor, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, lived in Newport Beach, not exactly a uh, cheap part it's of town It's not cheap at all. I mean, they like like having a little fun, and yeah, now their lives are ruined. And Well, they're going to be a big civil lawsuit on this one, buddy, okay? Absolutely. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not ruined, but uh, certainly slowed down a little bit. I bet their grinder page is blowing up. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> They're back in business. We're back, folks, okay? For legitimate play. Probably. All right, Paul, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we've got porn star Jesse Jane in the news. She was arrested. A little domestic action. All right, we'll get into it. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AMA 90. See you in a bit. Welcome back, Popo Nation. Paul Cialino, Lupe Aguirre on WLS AM 890 Chicago. Hey, we're hip. Huh? We're doing it. Next guy we're going to talk about not too hip. Definitely in running for Jag off of the century, maybe, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this dude is a prize. Yeah, it's a money problem. You've got to do what you got to do, right? right? Whacked the wife, got 250000 paid some bills, bought a new house. Couple years later, go. You know what? The two hundred fifty k didn't last long as I thought. Takes out another insurance policy on whom? Loop his uh, son. <laughs> Not a very nice man, is he? This guy is definitely jag off of the week. Okay. Well, let's see. He was uh, sus- his wife suspiciously died back in nineteen ninety one. Right? <laughs> a fire. He locked her in the bathroom and and set it on fire and somehow got away with that one. Law enforcement must have been on vacation that week. Okay. <laughs> We're taking an extended break. Right? Yes. Then he kills his son. He gets $700,000 in this one. How does he kill the son, though? This is what the really, well, no good way to kill your son, but this one was pretty horrific. This is pretty bad, man. <laughs> you got to be an active participant in this one. This is not, you're not, you're not doling this side job out to just anybody. You got to make sure this kid's dead. So you collect the money. So what's he do? He talks the kid into getting underneath the car, and then he kicked the jack out from underneath it, and the kid gets crushed to death. <laughs> so daddy could collect 700K. I mean, this guy is beyond psychopathic, just 
the, the sociopath. I mean, this guy is the worst. <laughs> I mean, what else can I say? I, 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 this guy is evil. This is he right. personifies evil. Oh, you me. better believe it, man. You better believe it. And I mean, I just got away with it for about thirty years. This is that's what really bad, scary part. Yeah, but with the with, with the sun, I, I guess you know red flags start <laughs> oh, going. Oh, jeez, that, that was nice, right? Yeah, yeah, How convenient, dude! Too, wow. Too bad, young Levy. I had to get crushed by the car before uh, we woke up and smelled the coffee and got Daddy off the street. But the thing is, he he uh, basically gave it up himself. <laughs> Who was he telling his 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 current wife? He can, <laughs> he he uh, he spilled the beans on himself. Yeah, good. He gets everything he deserves. We sent him to 26th Street. We got a guy over there to have a chat with him <laughs> who's not a member of his gang. Definitely jag off move. I don't, no doubt about it. All right. Yeah, we like the next story, huh? All right, folks. What happened? star oh, Jesse Jane. Them. I'm sure you all know her. <laughs> Jesse Jane. And if you don't, we know what website to go to to look. And uh, we know our listeners are so familiar with such website. We're not going to tell you where it's at. Yeah, no. Right? Yeah, no. Jesse got locked up. Quote, for beating the hell out of her boyfriend following a night of drinking. Big shock. <laughs> Domestics get the best of us, Paul. I mean, especially yeah. after a night of drinking. Yeah, after that man. bottle of tequila, man, and she didn't wait to get him inside. She whipping that ass out in the driveway. Maybe she thought <laughs> she was having some rough sex and it just got out of hand. That might know. be her defense, okay? That could be the defense in this one. So this guy, this guy they were drinking the night before and he wakes up. Uh, and she's like, well, he's like, why are you throwing my meds in the trash, dude? There's like my steroids. Steroids are expensive, Paul. <laughs> That's right, man. They're not cheap, right? They're not cheap, man. I mean, seriously, Paul. A lot of muscles, but no game. Jesse whipped that ass, okay? <laughs> I'd be upset, too. Yeah, so she started whipping that ass. What? <laughs> That's right, man. <laughs> bit a chunk of his, uh, what, finger? Or, uh, yeah, bit his, yeah, bit something off. <laughs> well, him. I, you know what, I mean... I hope that Jesse's bond wasn't too oppressive. That's all I got to say. Well, her mugshot, she's still looking pretty good, Paul. Mm. She's in the biz, man. She's in the biz. Guess yeah. who else is in the biz? Who else? Who else, Luke? You got Super Bowl streaker Kelly K. Kelly K. Smoking hot model, as she's referred to often. I don't know. In the do you follow her Instagram? No, uh, I do not. I do are, not you, are, are you a fan? Are you a patron? I am You're not, not a patron, I'm Paul. Not, but I'm. A, she could be on my Instagram feed after this story. You know. Uh, I just found out about you know being a patron and, and how these uh, how how, the, how this whole transaction uh, happens. It's like being a uh, an electric sugar daddy. That's what it, that's what it amounts. Well, she's got two hundred fifty thousand followers on Instagram. She's doing okay, and Instagram doesn't allow naked photos. She's getting paid somehow. I mean, you could she's flashing her booty all over the place. Well, she got locked up for this one, buddy. The Super Bowl, the Popo didn't play. Now they grabbed her. So speaking of the Super Bowl, so I was at the uh, local Jewel. Prior to the Super Bowl, getting you know, getting some beverages, getting some cheer, Super and Bowl cheer, and such. And uh, let's see, I walk through the liquor aisle. <laughs> what a shock! <laughs> and, the, and the cutie's like, "You want to try some of these drinks? What, you what you cutie try, would this be? Want to try a beverage? The cutie uh, selling beverages? Yeah, giving samples out. You know, yeah. so it could con you into uh, buying uh, whatever. Right. So I try said beverage. It like, was, uh, like five or six of them, or what? It was a, it was a whiskey that was uh, that was interestingly laced with uh, peanut butter. There we and go. And guess what, Paul? I bought the last bottle. They got me. They got me. They got you. Huh? Another sucker. You drink that, that peanut butter whiskey? Did you? I'm drinking it slowly. I enjoy. Okay. I put that I put that peanut butter whiskey in a cognac cognac glass. 
and it lasts forever. There you go, man. Looking good doing it, too. I'm I'm seeing commercial for this company. Unlike you, Paul, I walk around with a cognac glass. You walk around with a, you know, with a... With a shot glass. I walk around with, well, I happen to have one in the old briefcase, don't I? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> From another podcast I did. Exactly. Uh, what's next? So we got, uh, let's see, uh, this opera singer crashed uh, Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago uh, uh, state. Probably not a good idea. Hannah Romehild. Hild. Can you pronounce that last name? Because I can't. I think you did just fine. Romehild. Okay. In jail. Got locked up. Busted the gate. Driving her Jeep like a maniac, drove through uh, two Secret Service uh, security check uh, checkpoints. And by the way, they they lit up that car. She was shooting at her. But I, they need a little range time because they missed her. <laughs> yeah, poor shots, exactly. Yes. Uh, she was a little drunk, you know. She was bobbing and weaving. <laughs> well, she was at the Breakers. By the way, I've been to the Breakers Hotel. It's like about a $1,000 a night place in Not Palm cheap, Beach. Yeah, no, from man, what I hear. Something else. By the way, I didn't pay for it. Somebody else did. But Good for you, Paul. Hey, yes, it was very Some, nice. Stick somebody a, else with the tab. Uh, That's what I always say. Yeah, because <laughs> Paulie ain't paying for that room, okay? So in any event, uh, she she was hitting all the hot spots over there in that Palm Beach area. But the Trumper, he was not at Mar-a-Lago when this happened. It had nothing to do with him. It had nothing to do with uh, Secret Service. <laughs> she just happened to be drunk. Uh, bad driver. But I hear she's a great singer. Oh, that's what check they say. She's a horrible driver, but a great singer. And uh, and does not have any bullet holes in her, thanks to the poor marksmanship at a Secret Service. So let's look her up on, a, on the YouTubes and see if she can definitely sing. There we go. We'll find out. All right. It's funky crime and punishment time around the nation. And you know what that means. What does that mean, Paul? What does that mean? We're back in Florida, my friend. Oh, we're all looking at each other like that one, huh? We're a little confused. <laughs> hey, hey, it's, you know, it's day after your birthday, my friend. We're a little, uh, we're hanging a little bit here. We're a little lit. We had uh, too much of that peanut butter whiskey. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We should have had a little bit before we came on today, I think. And you know, you know, I... I added a little bit of cranberry juice to that peanut butter whiskey, and guess what it tastes like? What it tastes like? Peanut man? butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> there you go. Huh? That, that's what exactly very, what I want to drink. Very yummy. Very okay, yummy. Bring you, the tequila. You drink? Oh, my bro, bring out the tequila, please. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's, we're going to drink. Let's drink. Let's not fool around with peanut butter. All right, Paul. So, yeah, we're back in Florida where a domestic broke out at the Serendipity Mobile Community Home. <laughs> There's our key words, folks. Trailer park, <laughs> also known as a trailer park here up north. A.K.A. Well, Pamela Carr, Pamela's 68 years old, husband's 73. Uh, you know, stunning news on Sunday morning. He delivered some stunning news. The husband said, hey, hey, babe, uh, it's been nine years. It's been fun, but I, I went out of here. I don't have I don't have that much more time in this world, and uh, spending it with you just doesn't seem... You know, like I wanted something I want to do. I found a 66-year-old with a double wide down the street, okay? So I went out of this dump, baby, all right? And uh, Pamela didn't take the news well at all, did she? I'm moving on to bigger and better yeah, things. Yeah, well, Pamela, she moved on to some big thing because she pulled a stun gun out of her purse. And what'd she do? What'd she do to this uh, poor senior citizen? <laughs> her husband of nine years. <laughs> Little drive-stun action. That hurt 50,000 volts, Paul. That's going to oh, hurt, man. She smoked him with that stun gun, didn't she? She lit him up. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, she says when the popo showed up, this is self-defense. I was just protecting myself. That's what they all say, Paul. <laughs> uh, I don't think he was doing too well, though, huh? Hey, but her bond, Luke. 
That was a thousand bucks. Not bad. Not bad at all. Little, huh? egg, little domestic egg bat. There you go. In your twilight years. All right. Let's go down to a ah, woman busted after smearing her fiance with uh, what? Oh, you know what she smeared her with? Uh, dog poopy. Oh, dog. Dog poopy. poopy. She didn't. She mad at the fiance. What kind of dog poopy was this? Because it, it really matters, okay? <laughs> Bro, it's one of our favorite parts of Florida, St. Petersburg. We like this area, okay? <laughs> that this should not yeah. be happening. And this is a younger lady, Jane Marie Faulkner, age 41. You know, she's beating up the boyfriend and smearing dog poop all over him. In his face. Well, where else, Paul? I you'll, mean, fi- you'll find this shocking. She was intoxicated while these activities were absolutely. taking place. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't ex- I wouldn't expect anything less from her. Well, she got locked up, too. <laughs> she went to jail, all right? $2,000 bond for her. Dog poopy made it a little bit more, you know, distasteful. <laughs> Doubling that bond for that chicky, right? That's right. Bad girl, bad girl. We're going to take another break, our final break. When we come back, we've got a great happy ending and uh, a little more funky crime and punishment time, including a postal worker who doesn't like delivering mail. All right, you've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLSAMA 90. Uh, we're back, folks, spinning out of the turn into the home stretch. Lupe Aguirre and Paul Cialino on WLS AM 890 Chicago. And we're finishing it up now. You don't want to miss any of these rock stars we're going to talk about. The first guy, Lupe. What's, what's our first genius? Let's see. We got a, got a guy who doesn't like dogs, apparently. I, I can tell you what. This guy, this guy is definitely running for Jag off of the week. You killed the Navy vet's support dog. And just because that wasn't enough. <laughs> well, how do you kill a dog? Before we get to the, the good parts, if, if there is a good part in the story, the black lab mm-hmm. named Midnight, and he strangled Mid- hung Midnight with an electrical cord, strangled right, him, killed right, him. Right. Then, then what, what happened next? He's really moving into high gear now. <laughs> he had to get rid of the evidence. He needed yeah. some help because you can't do it. You know, it's kind Black of, labs are not uh, known to be light. They go anywhere from 60 to 115 pounds. Right. You need some help. So that Dead weight. Heavy, man. <laughs> exactly. A mess. So he uh, finds this kid, this child, uh, you know, politely asks him, can you help me? Help me get rid of this dog. Get rid of this dog. Yeah, Conceal the, the evidence. A young man declined out. He didn't, didn't want he? any part of it. Uh, then what happened? <laughs> Gets punched in the face. Ah, uh, there we go. We're not done yet, are we, little punk? What do you mean you're not going to help me, you little punk? <laughs> Crime free continues, yes. You saw me do this, so you're a part of it. You got to help me. Yeah. Uh, get, get the client did. help. He got his ass whipped. And then uh, now the victims, uh, the owner of the dog. What happened? A Navy son, vet, it, right? That's a, yeah, that's a, a Navy, Navy vet. vet. His son gets involved. What happens to him? He gets a little slapping too, right? <laughs> he gets catches a beating too. So we got two ass kickings and a dead dog. Guy is definitely in the running for Jag off of the week. <laughs> Most definitely. Yes. Yep. All and, right. <laughs> and of course, folks, I might add this all happened in Florida. <laughs> We're still in Florida, yeah. There we go. But our next Jag off, well, this happens in Florida too, but he's from Michigan. Yeah, Michigan State University. Uh, the, you know, the fancy schmancy uh, school over there in Ann Arbor, right? We're mommy and daddy dropping about 45, 50K a year to send them little darlings. MSU, that's not in Ann Arbor. Where's it at? You're talking about, Mich- you're talking about University of Michigan. Uh, who cares? Same thing, okay? It's a Michigan school. All right? You're talking about Lansing, Michigan. <laughs> Lansing, right. Michigan. Right. Ball. That's the other, the other school. I only want to be mad about that crack is Eric Zorn, okay? Over by there. Yes. All right, we, let's meet Jack. 
De Bray Bander. I think he's just a jagoff just because of the name alone. Jack, Jack is definitely a jagoff, okay? What did, what did young Jack do while in Florida uh, hanging out in a hotel? <laughs> well, you've got to relieve yourself, Paul, when you're drinking, right? Because you can't really yeah, hold all that liquor in. The bathroom in. is really far away from you when you're in a hotel balcony, right? About Sometimes your bladder just isn't big enough to <laughs> you know, make it to the bathroom, so you got to find the nearest balcony and just let it go. He did, he did not make it to the bathroom, did he, Luke? No, no, In no. fact, he probably urinated off that balcony. And here comes the problem, though. Yeah, what, who's he urinating on, Luke? So the balcony usually means you're above ground. So it's if he's at a bar, if he's at a you know a local watering hole, there's usually people downstairs, right. outside, hanging, yes. or hanging around. <laughs> and they got a little uh, little yellow shower action. Uh, we got two young ladies having to be strolling down the street past uh, underneath the said balcony. And they get urinated on, and it hits them in the mouth, head, hands, and I, arms. I, I think they got it in the eye, too, right? Got a good splash in, my friend, okay? None too happy about it, either. little pee in the mouth and the uh, the head and <laughs> the face. Oh, my God. But they don't know, you know, court filings do not say if the victims needed medical attention. Maybe just a good hosing, I'm guessing. Right? Yeah, golden showers, Paul. <laughs> I'm just thinking that's what they had in mind when they went out that night. Golden shower time. Well, he got locked up too, but that bond was very reasonable for this sort of crime, wasn't it? Was it five hundred dollars? Thousand bucks to walk, man. Okay, he's out the door, uh, free to urinate on somebody else. My man, he's going to be class of twenty twenty one from hey, MSU. Mom and dad, you know that college very tuition proud is of you, well man. spent. <laughs> you made right? the, the up in Lansing, Michigan. Lansing, Michigan. Yes, not, not, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we've got our three nominees. We've had a, a lot, we have a lot to choose from this week. Oh, we did. We had to, we had to really cut it down. <laughs> hey, there's so, the boss. There's the boss looking at us, the lovely Stephanie. Huh? So our first nominee, Paul Carl Carlson. All what right? Carl do? Where, that, where? That's the jagoff who killed his his uh, wife back in 1991 for insurance money and decided he got away with it back then. He's going to get away with it now, so he decides to do the same thing to his son. Kills him for his insurance money. You know, we're, we're pretty liberal on the killing stuff, and we understand why some wives or husbands <clears> may get killed on occasion. But putting your kid underneath a car and kicking out the jack stand, definitely jag off of the weak material. Paul, if you need some dough, it makes you do a lot of strange things. All right, who's our next nominee? Uh, our next nominee is uh, Robert Leroy. <laughs> Robert Leroy be his first two names, right? Robert Leroy Edwards. He killed the dog. And beat up the kids. Yeah. Hung the black lab up. Now, being the owner of a number of black labs in my life, loved them all dearly. Uh, he'd been lucky that wasn't my black lab because we'd, we'd be having a whole different end of that story. He'd definitely jag off in a week, though. Big jag off. All right. And our final guy is uh, Mr. Jack DeBraybender. All right. Our MSU student. The uh, peer. The peer, right? The golden shower guy. Well, I, I guess we get a third place would go to Jack because nobody gets killed, maimed, injured, or, you know, uh, life's altered permanently forever. It's a big jag-off move because you don't ask for permission. Some people like golden showers, but you have to ask for permission yeah, first, all right? Definitely a jag-off move, okay? But he, he comes in third place. It's going to be tough picking the next one, though. There's no permission sign. Uh, the second place, though, right? Got to go to the got to go to the dog guy, kill the dog, and punch a couple people. It, it, horrendous, terrible crime. But he didn't murder his son. Sorry. Right? So our jag off of the week would be? A jag off of the week is. I don't know his name. What is it? Carl Carlson. Carl Carlson. <laughs>
Russell. Yeah. Carl, you are the Jag Off of the Week and eligible for Jag Off of the Year. Because you not only killed your wife, you for killed insurance your son. money. Exactly. Jag Off. <laughs> All right. Happy ending, man. Is it happy ending time? I'm, I'm a little depressed after Jack off of the week. Time for time for checkoff, Paul. Indeed, happy ending. We got Mano Ginobili, former NBA star in the news because it is, you know, NBA All-Star Week. It starts, uh, I think it starts tonight or it's Sunday, tomorrow. What do you think? Uh, the game's tomorrow, and no, the, I can tell you what, the prostitution arrest boy, they're going to be jumping at <laughs> Dover by the United Center on the west side. But what did a, what did a guy Mano do who was a great basketball player, probably a uh, Hall of Fame candidate, right? Played for a, a lot of those great Rocket teams, Italian mm-hmm. guy, uh, made the re- transition. He's retired, he's back in Argentina, and he's, he's hanging out in the... Uh, Argentinian dunes, and he sees uh, a grandmother in distress. She's falling. I guess it gets. Hey, I guess it was a big dune. Yeah, and uh, runs over and saves her from the dune, from sand. I don't know. Man, manual breaking her breaking yeah. her neck. I don't know. That's a cool. That's a cool move, very man. Cool but move. Bro, that's a nice happy ending, isn't it, bro? Yeah, very selfless. Not thinking of himself, just out there saving people. All right, and that does it for us this Saturday night. And as always, don't poo poo on the popo. Hey. And mind your own business. (laughs) Don't linger in that passing lane, people, all right? Have a good day. See you next week.